This is Valerie Van Boeven with the Senior Care Industry Netcast, where leaders with three or more years in the senior care industry share their advice. It's six questions in nine minutes, so let's get to it. Tell us in a few sentences who you are and what you do. My name is Jean Wendland Porter. I've been a physical therapist since 1977, so it's been a while, more than three years. Um, and I currently work as a regional director of therapy operations for a company in Ohio called Diversified Health Partners. And we work as consultants in various SNFs, and we work um, out in the community actually doing hands-on care for seniors who need it. Awesome. And uh, I, yeah, you've been, you've been around for a long time, so you've seen a lot of trends and a lot of different things. And the one that we're currently in, our current situation, is definitely, has definitely affected all of us. So what is the best thing about serving aging adults? You know, I grew up around older adults. They seem very old at the time. They were probably younger than I am right now. Um, but it, it's, we pay a lot of lip service to our greatest generation. We talk about our seniors as if they were um, monumental figures in our lives because they are. The things that they have been through, the things that they have weathered, the trials and tribulations that they have been through is truly inspiring and we owe them. As the current generation, as the younger generations, we owe them for all of their service to everything that they have done for us, whether it's bringing us up, putting us through college, um, serving our country, all of those things. And it bothers me personally when I hear uh, them referred to as being trivialized or as cute, and not one of them is a cute uh, older adult. These are people who have taken care of us for the last 80 years, and this is important. It's important that we dedicate our time to them as they did to us. Absolutely. You're so right about that. Uh, we, in talking to uh, folks, you know, doing these interviews, I think that learning from our seniors and listening to them is, you know, every, every single person I interview talks about the value of learning and listening. And, and that's just part of giving them a dignified existence and understanding their human person. So thank you for that. You're absolutely right. Dignity is what they all deserve. Um, okay, so we're going to switch gears just a little bit and talk about your experience lately and with online marketing. So I hear from other senior service providers that marketing online can be a challenge. It's confusing. It's ever-changing. Um, especially right now, it's probably more important than ever. We can't go see our referral sources. But what is your experience or your thoughts about marketing and online marketing? Well, I've done some of it myself. Um, but I'm, I'm also very interested in the different modes of online marketing. When I am consulting in a city that I haven't been to before and I don't know anybody, I start, I do a Google search because, you know, that's what you do. And when I find a website that has misspellings or typographical errors or a misplaced apostrophe, I'm out. You know, I'm that guy. I am, I am the one whose retina burns when she sees a misspelled word. <laughs> so um, what recently, in the last year, I spent some time, about four hours from my usual headquarters. And uh, I didn't know anybody there, but I needed to find a rehab partner 
So I did a Google search and I went through two, three websites that had misspelled words or just clunky spelling. And one of them actually wrote thanks with an apostrophe and I can't have this. Healthcare without an L, so it's heath care. <laughs> and so you know, I automatically discount these, automatically. Um, and then I ran across one, a website that was not just clean and pretty and got to the essence of what I was looking for, but it was correct. Everything was correct. And because of that, I made a call. I teamed up with Terry Hollenkamp in Cincinnati, Ohio, right on the uh, Kentucky border. And um, she was a person who was as good and as uh, right as her website was. And I brought her in as a consultant. We partnered with her in one of our buildings. Um, so it, I think that's very important. Now, in the age of COVID-19, we're seeing bigger challenges. So when you look at a website and they haven't addressed these um, restrictions that we have now, and the restrictions are visitation restrictions, they are um, not just visitation restrictions, but restrictions on who can be tested and how they're going to be tested and all of these things. That kind of thing needs to be explained because that's what we're all worried about right now. This is what we're all concentrating on right now, and it can't be ignored. You can't have the same website today that you had six months ago because this is a different world. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. And <laughs> what you said about typos and misspellings um, and, you know, human error happens, but uh, if it's, I, I can't disagree with you there that I, you know, having worked with hundreds of clients that we've developed websites for, I will tell you that there are, it, it, it speaks to your, your attention to detail and your diligence about exactly something. Right. And, 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 it, yeah. and it's not, you know, we all make typos, that happens. But it's not just that, but the attention to detail is exactly what you just said. Because yes. if there's a lack of attention to detail on this thing that everybody can see from anywhere, then the attention to detail in person on site is going to be questionable as well. Right. Absolutely. So I totally agree with you. And, uh, whew, I can't, Oh, I'm not, I'm not, uh, someone who is, has never made a typo or a spelling error. Trust me. However, when I see that, I'm like, Oh my goodness. So anyway, thank you for mentioning that. And yes, in COVID-19 world, uh, addressing it on your website, front and center, or at least a button or a sentence or read more here or whatever, Super important, I think, for everyone to at least acknowledge that they understand, they're aware, and they've taken the correct precautions. If you don't see that, um, it doesn't mean they haven't, but on the other hand, everybody has the opportunity to address that right now, and it's really important that they do. Yeah, I agree. So, okay, switching back to your experience, um, a lot of us have successful leaders in our industry who have made an impact on us, who have been mentors, or maybe just other organizations in your life that you really want to maybe give a shout out to. Or So are there people or organizations like that in your life that have really helped you through your career or made a difference? Well, I've been around for a long time. <laughs> and um, I can tell you that for the last 25 years, Every facility I've run into has known the name Dee Kostelich. And Dee is a person who is known 
actually nationally um, for her MDS acumen and for being right on top of every CMS dictum that comes out day by day. She is our go-to person, my go-to person, for to find out exactly what the waiver 1135 means in COVID-19 times, to find out exactly how to make our way through um, the labyrinth that we're in at any given time, not just now. And so I do rely on Dee for a lot of things. Um, uh, for about 30 years now, on and off, I've worked with Shelly Zarek-Skadney, who is currently our CEO. Uh, we work together very well. She is a very dynamic leader. She is the person who the entire state of Ohio, where we work, looks to for guidance and for clarity on so many issues that come up. And she, she is an excellent leader. Excellent. Those are, you know what, that's um, folks that some of us may not have even know about, but when they are so, uh, especially someone who understands the CMS rulings, <laughs> super right. important to have that person in your back pocket. So that's and awesome. They change all the time. Oh, the time. yeah. Every day there's something new, something you can right. read. Oh, it could, it, it blows my mind. And, and I, I'm glad that someone else has to keep track of all that. <laughs> I can't. Okay. It, what advice would you give to other senior care providers? It could be in general, in the age of COVID-19, whatever you'd like to, whatever advice you'd like to give. What I have found throughout all this time working with the elderly is that there's always a third party who's dictating how we run the business and how we deliver healthcare. And if nothing else, we have to be adaptable because, well, for one thing, every October 1st, we come out with uh, new rules of some kind or another, but frequently in between as well. And um, so, again, in the age of COVID-19, we have to be on top of this 1135 waiver, but we also have to be hyper aware of any changes that come by because it will change the way we deliver care as well as how we get paid for how we deliver care. And this is super important that we have to be adaptable. And I can tell you that in my career, I've heard so many people say, well, this is not the way we've done it before. And my response has to be, that's right. This is the way we're doing it now. Because as much as it changes, we just have to go along with it. We are swept up with the time and we have to make the most of it in order to deliver the care that our seniors need. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> this is the way we're doing it now. Right. Uh, and then I'm, you know what, never in history have we heard those words more frequently than we have in the last three or four months. Right, right. It will continue to change. Um, and and uh, you know what, I, I can't even imagine um, the amount of heroes and the amount of amazing people that have really stepped up in your world um, to take care of seniors. And I know that skilled nursing facilities in some cases are getting a bad rap um, and in some cases getting a good rap, but they are all doing the very best that they can with what they have to work with. I believe that. I don't, I believe everyone inherently is trying their best. Absolutely. And we have, some areas of the country that are just ravaged with this. Um, so you're going to see different things off and on. I speak from uh, my experience. Well, I'm a nurse by trade, but I speak from the place where my, my father's in a nursing home oh. and he is uh, a luckily to this moment in a, in a home where they have not had a case. 
Wow. That is crazy, right? And every nursing home around him has had cases. Um, and people have left to go to the hospital from his facility for other reasons, medication adjustments, something else, you know, medically happens. And they have succumbed to COVID-19 because they got it in the hospital. Um, so we have been very lucky as a family. But I realize uh, and try to support that staff as much as I can from a distance by sending masks or if they need something, trying to help as a, as a resident's family member because I know their job's not easy and I know that they're doing the very best they can. And so is everyone else, really. And families are really, really impacted by this because it's not the same to see mom and dad through a window the way it was when you could go in and hug them or hold their hand every day. It's not the same. No, and, and they do, they are helpful. I mean, you know, we can send gifts. Um, like my dad likes peanut butter. So I can send him jars of peanut butter. And he can call <laughs> me on his Alexa device, which is really nice. That right. So he doesn't know, he wouldn't be able to use a cell phone, but he can say, hey, Alexa, call Valerie. <laughs> Don't say that too loud, she'll try to do something. Um, but, uh, and it'll, it'll call me. So, you know, and I can talk to him for as long as he wants, you know, and just hang out with him. Uh, so, you know, those are the things that families have had to, you know, just kind of adapt to. Um, and, but I think everybody's really doing the best they can. And it's folks like you and the facilities that you are uh, managing or over and director over that, um, you know, keep these folks safe. So we appreciate what you do. Okay, well, we appreciate families as well. Anything yeah. that you can do is helpful to us. Yes. Oh, yeah. I have to be engaged. You have to be the squeaky wheel and you have to be helpful. I, I oh, think. that's absolutely true. And I always tell people this that because they apologize when they call. I'm really sorry to be calling you again. But somebody has to be the advocate. And, you know, if it's going to be the, the daughter or the son or the grandchild, somebody has to be the advocate for our seniors. That's right. So yeah, so it, it works. It's a community. It's, it's, you know, we have to work together to help everybody. So, okay. So my last question is a fun question. When you have a win in life or in business or with, you know, a facility or whatever, how do you celebrate? Well, who doesn't celebrate with food? <laughs> I mean, that's a thing that we do, but it used to be, and, and this is a lesson I learned several years ago. And my team makes me look good. You know, you choose the right people, you hire the right people, and you will have a win more frequently than you will have a loss. And so I would always celebrate with bringing pizza or something, make a cake and bring that in, something, you know, because food makes everybody feel better about everything. And yeah. I had um, one of my staff once told me, you know, this is really nice that you always bring us in lunch or you bring us something like this. But, you know, you could just say thank you, too, because we would really appreciate that. And you know what? That is huge. It is huge that all we have to do and we don't do it enough is to say thank you to those people who make us look good and offers us successes. That's very true. And uh, leaders like you who recognize that, it, it sometimes I think that it takes being around the block for a while to understand all those little things, but it's talking to leaders like you that helps all of us remember um, really how to treat our staff and how to celebrate as a team um, and even celebrate as a family, thanking each other and, and being there for each other is super important. So thank you. I really appreciate you doing the show. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for asking me to be on. This is great. You did great. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.